This episode of the Boss Horse Podcast is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support our family of podcasts, head over to patreon.com slash Media or search for us on the Patreon app on your smart device. Thanks for helping us build something better. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Boss Rush Podcast, a great place to play games and be better. I am one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, is PC Muscle Race himself, LaRon Dawkins. You, what's poppin'? Long sleeves, that's what's poppin'. Yeah, hey, LaRon, you want to hear? Real. It, is, it, is way, it is way too cold up in this bitch. You want to hear a funny joke, LaRon? Well, uh, hit me. I saw this on Instagram. Why do cows have hooves? I'm already regretting this. Why? Because they lack toes. <laughs> Hello, Stephanie. How are you doing tonight? Also joining us is the mad pharmacist herself, Stephanie Klimov. Hey, guys. I already introed her. Hey, I already hey, introed hey, her. Hey, hey, Stephanie, you want to hear a joke? It's a medical joke. Sort of. Okay. Did you know that our belly buttons are just our old mouths? The fuck? <laughs> I mean, that's true. Yeah, kind of. Also, here is <clears> so a, is the umbilical cord or lips <laughs> or what? Yep. <laughs> also joining us is the wise Wisconsinite, Mister Jesse Douglas. <laughs> haven't done that in a while. I know. How's it going? It's it's going. It's going well. Hi everyone. Yeah, I watched something. What's up? I'm kind of excited. I know. <laughs> I'm excited too. I'm having a good day. I didn't stop work till seven, but it's fine. <laughs> How's what everyone doing? Start. Uh, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Great. Yep. Great. Laurent, that sweatshirt yeah. looks comfy. I know we say that a couple times it, a it, month. It, 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 it is comfy. My I, I love it. It's it's kind of it's kind of a bit oversized, but you know it, it's oversized in all the in all the ways that count. Yeah, but that's what makes it comfy is that it's oversized. You know. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Jackets and coats and and uh, like hoodies and stuff. I like to get like usually a size bigger. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes they are a size bigger in your size. <laughs> Like with some coats, I know I've had coats that were just that felt way bigger than they were. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. Also, I'm having a good time because I actually went to the doctor this weekend. Wow, that was fun. Finally took our advice. Finally took our advice, huh, Stephanie? <laughs> yep. I know. Um, uh, took how long? I had, I had all kinds of drugs this week. I had a steroid. <laughs> an anti-inflammatory, an antibiotic, and an inhaler. Yeah, now, here's, now, here's the, now, here's the question. How long yeah. were you sick? I don't know. A long time. I'm pretty sure it was like over a month. It was like yeah, you, you Yeah, you probably have some lung damage now. That's fine. Who needs them? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> 
No, I've we're all good. Sm- I've put smoke in mine for a lot of years, so if those can repair from that, you should be good, Corey. Yeah, I'll be fine. <laughs> I'll be fine. Um, so there's a couple there's a couple topics this week, but before we get into those, anybody anybody playing anything recently? Real quick before we get started, I'll Let's... keep it short. Um, The Last of Us, just because I'm keeping up with the show, yeah. and that's it. I, my uh. D- diversity in gaming is kind of in a lull for January because I'm just kind of playing a little bit here, playing a little bit there, and I'm sick because I'm waiting for Hogwarts Legacy. That's yeah. going to be like my kicking off point for the uh, for the for the new year. So oh, I'm so excited for are Hogwarts you, Legacy. Yeah. Are you playing the uh, the Last of Us Part One, like the yeah. the PS5 version, yes. or are you playing? Okay. Yes. Yeah, sorry, I should clarify. The Last of Us Part One, the one with the awesome graphics and updated enemy AI, which is true. It was. It's a lot harder than I last remember, but it's it's fine. It's great. Like I immediately got into hunker down mode, conserve like every single freaking thing I could find. Like it, it's actually a lot of fun. I not, I wasn't sure if I would really enjoy it, not because it's not a good game, obviously, but. I would never really think of it as a game with replay value or at least compared to other options, but playing it along with the show has been an absolute joy. Mm. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. So Stephanie, should we, should we announce our first book club episode? <gasps> I think Are we, we should. I think we should, okay. or at least a teaser. Cause we definitely okay. need to iron out the dates. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're trying to figure out recording and who's going to be on it and everything, but our first book club episode is going to be the first part of our Harry Potter or our Hogwarts legacy playthrough. Oh, nice. Um, That's very, right. Very excited. So boss rush keeping... is about to get canceled. Oh no. <laughs> Again, ah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, it just means we'll have a whole new audience. Mm. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> mm. Mm. Let's move mm. on. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So, if you've been keeping up with Boss for Us social media or on Patreon or whatever, I posted a, a big thread on Patreon yesterday. Right? Yesterday is 24th. Yeah. Uh, about kind of the changes coming to um, our supplemental stuff. And so we're introducing Boss Rush Presents and Boss Rush Book Club is going to be added into the fold with Talk the Walk and 1v1 um, once a month. So, uh, uh, Hogwarts Legacy is probably going to take at least two episodes, I mm-hmm. think. Maybe three. I don't know. I've heard the game from the... I don't know if you looked at the leaked art art book, Stephanie, but there's uh, indication that that game is only about 30 hours long. Uh, main, main story, 25 okay. to 30 hours, and then like a 60 to 70 hour kind of... I'm going to go do everything. That's a little surprising, but... Yeah. Uh... That, yeah, it makes sense between two and three, depending on, Yeah, you know, obviously we'll figure it out when we get there. Yeah, we'll have some sort of interstitial boss rush book club if we if we only have two episodes, because May, June, and probably July are going to be all about Zelda. Exactly. And, uh, don't want to miss that guy. So, Mm-mm, nope. Mm-mm. nope. So, uh, but that's, uh, that's coming. So keep an eye out on our social media to uh, find out exactly who and how long and what's going to be about that. 
Get oh, excited. Yeah. We want I, you to oh, yeah. play along with us. I really want that interstitial episode to be the Resident Evil 4 remake, Laron. That's my vote. The Resident Evil 4 remake. Uh, my, the one really... between Hogwarts Legacy and uh, yeah. Zelda. Laurent I know Star Wars. I know. I know. Well, Look I mean, I will be playing Resident Evil. I will be playing Resident Evil Four. Re- yeah. <clears throat> well, that's where I'm definitely gonna be sinking my time into. Uh, like coming up real soon here. Like, um, I need to test out some things because I have a new graphics card now. Um, and um, I um, I need to test out like you know, like you know, just just differences between re- recording gameplay. Um, I don't think I'll be recording and streaming at the same time. I think I will be just recording gameplay so I can have stuff to throw back out there. Um, but, uh, you never know. You never know. You never know. You never know. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to look forward to coming in a, in a very short period of time. I know. Oh, Star yeah. Wars is oh, also yeah. on that I've, list somewhere. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to space out all the, all, all these all these games that are coming out and, like, how I'm going to spend my money. You know, like, I, like, I, uh. Yeah, because I bought the Dead Space remake um, a couple of weeks back. Um, I bought the deluxe edition because, like, I, I, yeah, it's, it's like it's like repeat of uh of when when it came out on PS3. Like, I bought the deluxe edition because I want like the the weapon packs and the um and of course the the, the costumes, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, uh, my excitement is my excitement is like is like is at, a, at an all time high. You know, like uh. And I'm just taking these next couple of days easy. Like I haven't really played any games, even though I am looking to mess around and play uh, that new game that hit Game Pass today. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I keep for high five, high five, high five, high five rush. There we go. Yes. Yep. I'm everybody's loving it. Everybody, <laughs> everybody's loving it. What a crazy yeah. like because like last week that it last week it leaked a little bit that Tango Gameworks was working on a non horror game. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But for them to like kind of announce it today and release it the same day. Now it's a small yeah. experience. If you don't have Game Pass, it's 30 bucks, right? But like it's got a real sunset overdrive feel to it. Yep. I was gonna say it. I was gonna say it. Well, I never, it I never definitely, played Sunset Overdrive, so I don't know. It definitely looked like that. It definitely looked like a you know, like, hey, we know people like loved this game. Let's you know, like Let's yeah. kind of go for like that kind of feel of the, you know, like, cause even in Sunset Overdrive, it was like, you know, you're this like punk rock character and like, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it's, yeah, very much got that same kind of feel. Uh, yeah. The, 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 even the world that you're in is kind of, mm-hmm. it looks like it's just waiting to be parkoured and, <laughs> and, yeah, and gr- grind on, on ropes and wires and, yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it in a little bit because we're going to talk about mm-hmm. the Xbox Bethesda developer thing today, um, mm-hmm. which was very cool. Didn't really blow me away, but I think it was a good first step. Um, mm-hmm. Laron, you playing anything interesting? Uh, I beat Uncharted Four finally over yeah. the weekend. Yeah, really yeah. long. That game is super long. Twenty two freaking chapters if you include the if you include wow. the epilogue. Twenty. 20- yeah. I, and, I, and I told the guys last night on Crossroads, this game had no business being this damn long. Like, you know, honestly, they could have cut about because, 10 like, hours out of it. You, uh, yeah, probably, probably. 
But um, I know this. Like, I thought I was at the end of the game, and then boom, I had another three chapters to go through, and I was like, "What mm-hmm. the hell, man?" Yeah, like, I think I'm ready to about... beat this. Oh, go ahead. Hmm? Sorry. No, I was just, I was just, I was just, you know, like angsting because I was like, I was ready to beat this game, and I thought I was gonna beat this game that night when I thought it was the end of the game, and then I was like, "Oh man, like I'm playing another chapter." Like, <laughs> I, I had to stop. I had to stop. I had to stop and save, and I was like, "I'll come back to this tomorrow." Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I I think it's been it's been such a long time since I played it, but I remember when I was playing that game, there was about two or three times I thought that game was about to end, and then they started a new arc. Right. Wow. Yeah. Like, it's oh. like, hmm. Yeah, and I will I will say this too because like um because like I because like I started the game like way back when um when it was brand new on PlayStation Four and stuff like that, but um I lost interest in it, and you know what like um. If, I, if it wasn't for me being tenacious this time, I would have lost interest again, you know, you know, after figuring out like, wow, like 22 chapters. Come on, guys. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and also, I'm just going to say this, the, like Uncharted. I love Uncharted. Uncharted is one in my top 10 of like gaming, gaming franchise, gaming series franchises and stuff like that. But I feel like I feel like they've lost their they, the final boss fights. They've lost their magic, you know, yeah. after Uncharted 2, because uh because um, Uncharted Three, that boss fight, that was basically a knife fight, you know, yeah. with some with some with some supernatural like like ooga booga going on, and then and this in Uncharted Four was you were just sword fighting somebody, you know, and yep. I was like, man, what what happened to the supernatural stuff? Because like, man, like remember Uncharted Two when like you were when like you were lost in that cave and you saw a freaking yeti? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Or or in Uncharted or Uncharted One when you're when you're in Shambhala and all of a sudden like like cracked out zombies start attacking you and stuff like that you know yep yeah like no Uncharted Uncharted has some serious plot twists I I loved it I I I loved it I mean I love the series overall um I thought I was gonna have enough time to start um start the Lost Legacy but I'm not gonna be able to start the Lost Legacy not when we have Dead Space breathing down our necks in a day and a half mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like like the I still for whatever reason I I still loved the f- very first Tomb Raider like just how you weren't shooting at people the whole time it was just like you know like the wildlife that you were protecting yourself from while you went through the caves and stuff I don't know what it was about that but it just it was I don't know I guess it's just mm-hmm. like you're you get so used to every game like you're shooting at people and it's just like this you know the same thing over and over again that was just kind of different it like felt more it felt more like a like you know like you were out there by yourself trying to survive kind of thing and and there was no other people around to help you like you you had to just like basically do it yourself and find your way through these caves and stuff yeah there's there was something about that that just was better i think yeah um, Jesse, you play anything interesting before we kind of move into the showcase? Yeah, I I actually started um finally because I had been wanting to get it um, and I had eventually I did end up getting um uh, Dying Light two, so so it's a pretty good game. I'm not super far into it. I'm um I basically 
just like met up with this guy that's kind of been helping me try to get to this this place I need to get to um, to find out more about um, like some kind of tech or something that that I had been I had been given like this key by a scientist and uh, the main villain guy um, killed him trying to find this this key thing that he gave to me and and I'm supposed to basically keep it away from this guy. Um, and, and it helps, it helps you get in, like, uh, get stuff throughout the, the game. I'm, I'm guessing, uh, so far I used it to find some tech that essentially, you know, is rare tech to get a hold of. And so like, you can, you know, use it to kind of con your way into getting, getting help from people or whatever. Um, I like it so far. Um, but I, I, I don't know, like the the parkour stuff's pretty fun. Um, but but it definitely is kind of like like remembering uh Breath of the Wild, like when you first started out, you didn't have a whole lot of stamina. And so it kinda like it could suck at times, like trying to get up places or whatever. There you kinda run into that in this game as well. Um, like you can only climb, you have stamina that, that goes away when you're climbing, uh, at first. And so, so like the, you have to try to find your way around and, uh, not do a lot of climbing, you know, at first you got to try to find different ways to get places, which I guess is kind of fun in its own, in its own way. But, but it's just like, I kind of just want to get places. I don't want to have to try to look around for different ways to get there. But yeah, but otherwise, but otherwise, yeah, it's, it's pretty good so far. Um, I think I like it already better than yeah. the first one. Oh, there, um, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, the first one was fine and everything, um, but there definitely is a lot more to this game uh, than you know, like to keep me interested in continuing it. Cause like the first one I played a go, you know, put quite a few hours into it, but I kind of just, I, I kind of got sick of it after a while and never really followed through on it. Um, yeah. but this, this one I might actually, you know, try to pick up from time to time though. Like Lorraine said, <laughs> we've got so many good games coming out though, that, that are going to, very easily tempt me and pull me away from it but but yeah. that's fine you know i'm i'm kind of like ed where i can have like 10 different games going on at once that i play that i switch what between no 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 see i i have i have way too much add for that like i will wind up i wind up trying to play every game and, and won't even beat one game yeah. yeah, well, that's usually what I end up doing. That's the problem. It's some... There's too much choice now. Like I, I'm looking. At, I looked yeah. at between the games I own, Game Pass, EA Play, uh, PlayStation Plus Premium, all the Switch stuff I have. There's like over at least probably 1,200 games at least. I'm looking yeah. at through these subscription services plus games that I've owned over the. It's just like, oh my gosh! Well, then I just turn it off and watch YouTube or something. That's why when like bad. people say, "Oh, there's nothing good on Game Pass," or "There's nothing this," or "There's nothing that," and it's like, man, you must have way too much time on your hands because it takes me like yeah. a year to finish a game <laughs> these days. 
it's like I don't yeah. I don't have time to just sit down and you know play it for even hours at a time. It's like maybe I'll get to sit down for about an hour or so and play, yeah. and that's about it. And, you know, like well, a, I think a game can last me a long time. I think that kind of factors into why when people say like there's nothing good to play on Game Pass because you know like people will start people will start playing games and if it doesn't hold their interest then you know like it, then you know like there's nothing good to play on Game Pass you know it's like it's like the chicken and the egg you know like uh like yeah they wanna they wanna play something something catches their eye but it doesn't capture their their full attention so they're like oh there's nothing good on here mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I mean it's, but and I I do think though that it, that is kind of uh, one of those things, you know, like we there's just a lot of stuff that that's changed, you know, like the way we watch TV shows and you know now people get upset if they only release an episode one <laughs> one episode at a time on a streaming service. Oh, and screw it's like, that! Like give you know, me enough, like yeah, that gives me enough time to digest the episode. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's. That's the thing, though. There's like there's just different ways of thinking about stuff. And I think like for me, like I think there's way like Corey said, there's so many options on Game Pass that I just never I'm never going to get to them all. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I try I try to. But that's my problem is I try to. And then I then I end up screwing up and not finishing something that I should have finished, you know, first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, that's that's basically what I've been playing is is Dying Light too. So nice. Uh, I've been playing Fire Emblem Engage. It's it's really good. Except yesterday, I read that there is a bug with some of the trials in the game, the emblem trials or whatever. And so, like now, I feel like I can't play it until this patch this patch is fixed. And so, like, but like the combat, it's really fun. The characters are cool. I again, I spent so much time in three houses that I'm really like attached to those characters and whatever. So like it's taken me a minute to get used to these new characters. And I haven't gotten any of the because like the whole mechanic is like you put you gather the emblem rings and the emblem rings are like the old characters from the the series. Right. So like the first one you get is Marth and then the second one you get is Sigurd and then, um, you know, down the road you get Lucina and Byleth and all these characters from from older games uh but like i get i guess there's like this kind of game breaking bug in some of the trials if you don't do them cor- some of them correctly or in like a specific way Oof. and nintendo is investigating a fix on that right now and so like i'm like scared to go in and play it <laughs> nintendo be dropping the ball on this what is this i know and it it it's kind of weird because it's like it's like a true first party game, right? It's like a intelligent systems owned by Nintendo. The game looks really good, though, by the way. Oh, and I was going to ask um, if I've never played a Fire Emblem game before, would I still get enjoyment playing Engage? Because I think the whole point of Engage was bringing back old characters. Would I still enjoy it or would it just go whoosh, over my you, head? You would. But if so... So now there's two fire mainline fire emblems on Switch now, right? There's three houses, which is more of the it went kind of like the persona social link route, right? Which is mm-hmm. like it, it makes you more engaged in the characters and the conversations, and you get your uh, social bonuses that way, and your partner status status is that way, right? Where you just talk mm-hmm. to the characters and you know do all those things. Whereas this is more of the old school hardcore 
Fire Emblem where it's like pretty much just straight up strategy RPG. And if okay. you mess up, you mess up, right? You there's no no going back. There's no like permadeath know, leveling up the way you want to, which I mean, there is. Yeah, I mean, you can turn permadeath on on or off, right? But turn it off. If you turn it off, it's no fun. Um, <coughs> but I would say if you're looking to get into Fire Emblem and you're not really into strategy RPGs all that much, or you're like not sure how to jump into a strategy RPG, Three Houses is probably the better one to jump into if you're a first-time Fire Emblem player. But if okay. you are really into tactical RPGs like uh, Final Fantasy Tactics or Tactics Ogre or, you know, one of the, those types of games, a mm-hmm. triangle strategy even, or some of the more recent ones that have come out on Switch, Fire Emblem Engage is probably the one you want to go with. Okay. Um, cool. So that's that's kind of how, like, we talked a little bit about it on Power Block the other day. And the more I played it yesterday, the more I was thinking about it because somebody, I think somebody asked us that question or was talking about it in the discord or something right where like oh man i don't know if i want to jump into engage it looks really hard but i'm interested in fire emblem and i was like really thinking about it last night i'm like three houses is probably the easier game to jump into it's got a lot more rpg mechanics it's got a lot more non-hardcore strategy elements in it plus like this one they brought back the rock paper scissors kind of strategy so like Mm-hmm. sword beats lance lance beats axe axe beats or maybe it's the other way around but like they you know certain weapon types are stronger against others magic is better against aerial attacks like they brought back this whole kind of second and third layer to the strategy which makes it even more hardcore okay. um so that would be my only thing but it's it's an incredible game it's an incredible looking game it runs at 60 frames a second believe it or not which is hilarious uh, mm. the only gripe I have about the graphics is like like the character models look great the cutscenes look great but when you get out on the battlefield they like zoom in to the bat like every all the, the whole battlefield is like 3D modeled so like when they zoom in and you're fighting like the character models look great mm. but like you're clearly standing in like this town with a brick road with grass kind of lining the road but the whole texture is just flat and the brick road is like a flat texture and the grass is a flat texture. And like the fences are like a flat texture, right? So that's kind of annoying, but like it's still really fun. I still, you know, recommend it. Okay, cool. Thank you. And I also hooked up a bunch of old consoles last night because I was bored. (laughs) I played a lot of GameCube and Dreamcast last well, night. Well, Slash, you couldn't sleep, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. So, yeah, I played a, I played a lot of those games, too. Like, I, I just, like, we'll play, like, 20 minutes of, like, played 20 minutes of Rogue Squadron 2 and Luigi's Mansion and Crazy Taxi and Tony Hawk 2. And, you know, I got to tell you, the stack of Dreamcast games I have is definitely, like, hmm, you can definitely tell what kind of games I was into at this time in my life (laughs) you know i have like six sports games crazy taxi and tony hawk (laughs) it's like yeah yeah but those are those are still the best football games i know the the 2k yeah Yeah. those are the best except the browns are in nfl 2k but none of the players are in it because the browns are an expansion team 
in 99. Yeah. So like they didn't, yeah. had no idea who was on the roster or anything. So it's just like quarterback number nine. <laughs> <You're> like, oh, <laughs> neat. <laughs> so, uh, so a lot of nostalgia there. And I kind of like reset my whole setup to like record some of the stuff someday, maybe one time or two. If you want to be a Patreon producer, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Media, and find out which tier is right for you. Our Patreon producers at the $5 tier or higher for this month are Adriel Munger, Austin Campbell, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, and Rebecca Jewell. Thank you for your continued support. That's enough of that. I want to talk about this Xbox showcase. Um, it's pretty... So, Xbox has, again, kind of changed the way they present their games again for, like, the third time in the last two years. Uh, but I think this I think this really works, except I feel like it was really overproduced. Um, I feel like they could have toned it down a little bit. But overall, I think it was a great kind of Nintendo Direct-style presentation with a little bit more personality. You know, like they brought mm-hmm. out the developers and the directors and, you know, a lot of the people that are actually working on the games to talk about the games. Uh, they kicked it off with uh, Mo Yang with uh, Minecraft Legends. It's kind of like a, what would you call it? Like a procedurally generated tower defense RPG is kind of what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys all yeah. watched or skimmed some of it, right? Yeah. Uh, so no. it's at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I I thought this was actually kind of cool. Um because I don't like I don't I've only like jumped into mine like the actual Minecraft game maybe a few times with my kids. Mm-hmm. But like I I could actually see playing playing uh, Minecraft more with my kids with this kind of game just because it gives you something for me that's more, you know, like it's, it's like focused. an actual game yeah yeah <laughs> like i i you know, don't get me wrong like the whole building and being creative thing is is an amazing you know thing that that they've kind of captured with the with the uh minecraft games but but like i'm <clears throat> i like doing that kind of stuff it's just not in that form usually i'm like i'm not really the person who's into like the decorating your house and all that kind of stuff in games like a lot of people are, I'm more of the like creating characters in, in the the WWE games. Like that's my that's like kind of my uh, my uh, you know creative I guess place to to do stuff in games. But but like yeah, this this is a, I liked this. I thought it looked cool. Yeah, this piqued my interest because, uh, much to my dismay, Nikolai was uh, my son. My seven-year-old son was mentioning Minecraft. Um, and, and I only say dismay because, like, I'm, I don't know, I'm like, play a real video game. Um, <laughs> not, like, all this stupid crap that all the other kids are playing. I don't know. I I don't know what kind of weird attitude I have. Um, and he's only mentioning Minecraft because his, like, neighbor friend school friend plays minecraft kid has an xbox see my kid has a nintendo you see where things are kind of different now so nikolai knows (laughs) splatoon pokemon mario zelda the good stuff but he has friends 
who have Xbox and they have the, I mean, not that Nintendo doesn't have Minecraft, but you know what I'm saying? Like the IPs, hmm. some have some, not the other. So if, when I heard of, was this the one legends, right? Legends is coming out. Yeah. I thought, mm-hmm. fine, maybe that's when I'll introduce them to Minecraft. But again, as, as Jesse just mentioned, like, the gameplay and premise is a little different than the original so mm-hmm. we'll see i actually thought the last minecraft game they put out what was it dungeons the diablo yeah that one was, that was fun that was yeah fun. that's that was really cool um but yeah more minecraft april 18th i think it said so the yeah. thing that excited me about this whole presentation too is like we finally have some sort of roadmap for xbox we've been waiting for so long Exactly. Well, so I noticed something, though. So, like, they said it was cross-platform, but it said that it's only coming, like, that part of that looks like it's only coming to Xbox and PC, right? What, Minecraft? Like, I didn't see any, that that Minecraft add-on stuff. It didn't say anything about It's coming everything. It's coming everything. Nintendo Life and all the Nintendo sites posted that it's coming the same day and date, cross-play. Okay. Uh, I think they were just advertised because like, you know, who knows if they're allowed to like say, you know, I guess they could have said other consoles, but like, yeah. you know, they license the Nintendo logo to throw in a trailer. Like, I don't, I probably, yeah. you know, yeah, no. yeah. Uh, but the, all the press releases and stuff for it said that's coming to switch and PlayStation as well in PC. Okay. Probably mobile. Yeah. You know, yeah. it'll probably come to your toilet at some point too. Yeah. So. <laughs> your Tesla. Your Tesla will be able to play yeah. it. You can play Cuphead in your Tesla. Why not Minecraft? All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Laron, you, you deep diving into those Minecraft trailers? You're awfully quiet. Um, you know, I I about halfway through, I started, I started, uh, I started skipping. I didn't, I didn't actually see the show when it was live, when it when it premiered, um, because uh, I was busy with work and stuff. So I watched it. I watched it. Uh, a few hours. Uh, actually, I watched it. I started watching around shoot six o'clock my time here on, on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like after you know, I've never really, I've never been a Minecraft person to begin with. So like a Minecraft spinoff just wasn't going to be a thing for yeah. me. It looks, it looks nice. It looks, it looks interesting. But um, I know for sure it's just not my, not my bag. Yeah. No, I get mm-hmm. it. I get it. Yeah, it looks it looks good though, and, and you know, like the stuff they the stuff they talked about, like have like being able to ride like the, the the pink tigers, you know that that looked pretty cool. You know, like I guess that's coming from me, you know, playing Monster Hunter Rise and you know riding riding the Palamutes and stuff. Um, but you know, at the same time, you know, like uh, no offense to tower defense games, but you know, like they 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 bore me real fast. Yeah. No, yeah, I I used to play Command and Conquer and stuff, and yeah, that's like the last time I really got into those kind of games. Well, no, I love I love a good RTS game, but yeah. this is not well, yeah. this is this in my opinion is not an RTS. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it's like it's like a almost like a third person version of an RTS or whatever. Yeah, well, but the second game they they showed off looks incredible forza motorsport looks incredible oh yeah also the only game that didn't have a release date today but mm-hmm. that game i mean forza horizon looked incredible but this looks like this looks like what the xbox series consoles have been waiting for this just yeah i mean 
I don't really know anything about cars or like game development or anything, but the stuff they were showing, like the dynamic lighting on the tracks and, you know, the foliage growth and the way they kind of like did all the things with new tracks and old tracks and updating cars and updating the sounds of all the cars. And it just, man, I, I actually, I think I'm like one of the few people who prefer motorsport over horizon because even though horizon is like really cool and you can go anywhere and the cars are great and everything. Like, I feel like a more focused racing game feels better to me in a lot of ways. And I was actually really into Forza Motorsport 3 and 4 on the 360. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this just, I, this just looks awesome. Yeah, I think I think that's, like, it's been long enough now since we've got a really good, like, just strictly racing game. Like, you know, like Need for Speed has kind of done the open world thing now, too. And like a lot of those other, you know, those other um, options have kind of did the open world stuff. And I'm I'm just ready for a, a just a strict like racing game. Like I, I haven't played I haven't played Gran Turismo since probably the PS2. But. But like I did use, I played those all the time. Like that was, it was that. And I played like the F1 games and stuff like that on PS2. And, and, uh, you know, like I, I used to love racing games. And then, and then of course there was like Destruction Derby and all that that I, that I got into. And yeah, now it's Wreckfest. Weren't you really into Wreckfest? Yeah, yeah, I was going to bring yeah. up Wreckfest. Weren't you really into Wreckfest for a while? Yeah, Wreckfest is so much fun. Like I, I still want to one of these days like have a bunch of pe- a bunch of us like jump onto Wreckfest and just play like because you can create your own you know races and stuff with just friends and uh, just have fun with it like mm. just go in a big destruction derby uh, you know match with a bunch of us people from Boss Rush and stuff would be kind of fun because it's on Game Pass so. Anyone who's got Game Pass could literally jump on it. So yeah, it's fun yeah. and it's so it's so realistic. Just oh, I know. the way like the damage on the vehicles and stuff. Like actually, depending on where it is, will slow you down or yeah. like until you rip those pieces off, and then it will you know, like mm-hmm. it's it's so realistic and and just looks amazing. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something I'm going to be checking out when it comes out because. Uh, it's funny because mm-hmm. I actually showed my because my dad is like really into cars and this trailer featured a lot of old cars that he would like he would be really into. And I mm-hmm. sent him I sent him a small clip of the trailer and he couldn't believe that that's that was a video game. Like it was really now granted he was probably watching it on his phone and, yeah. you know, but still. Yeah, super. Cool. I mean, I mean. Yeah, like the one of the things because I didn't really I I watched the trailer the whole thing on my phone too, mm-hmm. um, but like visually it looked fine because my my screen I think is like a four K or eight K screen, but but like the the thing that I wanted to hear that I didn't get a chance to I'm gonna watch it again just to hear is like the sounds and stuff, like the I mean they they kind of focused on the sound uh, stuff quite a bit and like how. Like you could hear, I could hear it. Like when you're, you know, like you're used to, if you've ever gone, you know, off the edge of the road and you hit those, those rumble strip stuff, that like sound that you could hear that. And 
like the kind of the sounds of everything happening around you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it should be interesting. And like the, the season stuff, I'm glad they brought that back into the this game now too. Yeah, that'll be interesting how they like kind of monetize this as a game as a service, you know. Um, I'm sure there'll be battle passes with cars and event cards and all kinds of mm-hmm. stuff, but definitely yeah. uh this is definitely an expensive game. <laughs> yeah. No wonder there hasn't been one of these in like four years. So Yeah, I'm I would imagine too they might have like like maybe where you can get early access if you pay like you can get early access to mm-hmm. new tracks and stuff like that but like then they eventually horizon. will roll in yeah and then they'll eventually yeah. roll into the game pass you know after a certain amount of time or something but yeah like yeah i would i would like to see them do like like i want to see more games do like the the fortnite event stuff like like have like well you know like while you're racing you could be hearing like a band like performing live or something yeah like, that well, seems like know, something that like, would be more for concert. that seems like something yeah. that would be more for horizon than motorsport but like mm-hmm. i know what you're saying i know where you're going yeah so because like this friday I'm, i kind of i'm not gonna lie i actually want to try to catch the the uh concert that's happening in fortnite oh is there a, uh, is there a concert in fortnite this weekend yeah, this Friday. Yeah, I believe huh. so. Well, you yeah. know who it's not? Panic at the Disco. Womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw Rip. the announcement today. Yeah. Rip. It's yeah. fine. Uh, either of you interested in Forza? Uh, I am. I am. I will um I will probably give it a try like um like like I'm more I'm more of an arcadey racing racing person so of course like you know horizon is, is more my is more my uh wheelhouse uh pardon the pun <laughs> um but uh but yeah like I, yeah i want to get a try like you know um like i when a, when a simulation racing game looks looks as good as like forza and of course like gran turismo did you know so like that i always want to at least give it a try like it's it's guaranteed to at least get me a, a, get a good five to ten hours of a play out of me yeah yeah, I can't deny how amazing this looks, but um, yeah, if if I do ra- racers, it's more I'm more of an arcadey person. I know, so but like I said, it's one of those things where like wicked excited for Xbox finally kind of again another thing to actually put on a legit roadmap, but just not something I would play. I know, mm-hmm. I know. Have you have you Laron or you uh, have either of you played Wreckfest at all? No, no, no. Did you guys ever play the the Destruction Derby games back in the day? No. Yeah, yeah, I played. Yeah, I played. I played okay. a few of them like back in the day. But yeah, yeah. Know. I don't know. I don't know. Like <laughs> like like car smash them up games. If it wasn't like burnout or burnout, uh, burnout. You know, like just the burnout games, like like Paradise and stuff like that. Like usually, I was just I it it. I'll pick up the controller for about 10, 15 minutes, and I will find something else to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's no, I definitely, I definitely get it. It's like, it's, yeah, one of those things. I, I mean, you know, Destruction Derby back in the day kind of made it like goofy and fun, like where you're doing just like weird, the tracks were all weird and stuff like that to kind of make it more arcadey, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of arcadey, there's a secret <laughs> game at this event today, which kind of leaked last week 
uh, I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but Tango, there was a leak last week where they said that Tango was working on a game that wasn't a horror game. And they revealed it and released it today. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush, uh, it's $30 if you don't have Game Pass. If you have Game Pass, it's available to you right now. Uh, definitely gave off some Sunset Overdrive vibes a little bit. Um mixed with just like kind of old school kind of platforming. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Jack and Daxter too, in a weird way in terms of just like platforming and the way like characters explode when you jump on them or fight them or whatever. Um, it looks really cool. I downloaded it. I think I'm going to try to, I'm going to try a new thing for the boss rush channel. Everybody, I'm going to look at game like new games. I've set my recording stuff up over here. It's all ready to go. To like the old, the new, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Giant Bomb Quick Looks or Game Informer's new gameplay today where they play like anywhere from 10 minutes to an hour of a game uh, and just kind of show it off or something that's interesting or new or whatever. But this game looks really unique and different and cool. Um, definitely something I wouldn't have thought come out of Sinji Mikami, first of all. <laughs> yeah right yeah i know I mean, you just think of all the classic games like resident evil 4 resident evil uh the evil within uh what was the other game he was attached to that was super dark and scary like this is this is not what you think of when you think of him this is super colorful it's got like a comic book art style it's got like a rhythm kind of combat system to it where like if you fight them on the beat like you get a uh, better chance of like crit hits and stuff. Yeah, which that that's that that got my buy-in right there cuz I love rhythm games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just it looks super cool. So, um it'll probably be up before this podcast goes up, but it it's this game looks really cool. I'm excited to try it out. I'm excited because it's a new mm-hmm. Xbox game on Game Pass, like an Xbox proper <laughs> game mm-hmm. that I can play. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and there I tried that that other game that was recently came on Game Pass that was also uh what Pentiment? Um, yeah, whatever one was the the where you it was a guitar like it was Hell something or I think I don't oh, I don't Metal remember Hellsinger. it was Metal yeah Hellsinger. yeah I tried that and I really did not get into that game uh, that, that like, according I, to according to story that game is punishing yeah yeah it. I yeah I, I just couldn't get into the whole on beat stuff as much in that game. Like yeah, it, it was it was a little bit more punishing when you didn't when you missed like the beat and stuff like that. So I don't know. Uh-huh. I, and and you have to you know I hate when you have to sync games, sync audio with video and all that kind of stuff too you know like it it kind of sucks that we're at that point now where you it, you can't get past it really you have to you kind of have to try to sync things um just because of it being all digital now and instead of analog but yeah it kind of it kind of seems though more like uh it doesn't rely on that it just feel it just looks like if you do it correctly you get you know bonuses and stuff which is cool yeah yeah. Yeah. Stephanie, did you have a chance to see this game? Uh, 
I did not, but I heard about it. It's Sorry, my nose is st- my my. I'm like starting to sneeze and cough and everything, and I'm like put, now <laughs> automatically defaulting myself to mute. Uh, sorry. It's I'll fine. Go look at we'll, it now. We'll we'll clean it up. <laughs> we'll wipe we'll wipe it all up. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't really care about Elder Scrolls. They announced a new Elder Scrolls expansion mm-hmm. slash another presentation after this presentation about this presentation. Uh, so <laughs> if you are into ESO, you have new stuff to play. Cool. The main, the main, I think the main focus of this whole presentation was Redfall, which yeah. I went from like mm-hmm. being, which I went from being like, this game looks cool. I'm not really super into it to watching this presentation. I was like, this game looks pretty cool. I, I want to play this, but I want to play it with like, fr- I want to play it with friends, right? It's more mm-hmm. of a, it seems more like a co-op Far Cry than a, than a Borderlands mm-hmm. or, you know, what, mm-hmm. whatever else they were saying. It was, I yeah. forget, what were they saying? Like Fallout, I guess. I don't know. But it looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're kind of weird take on vampires and stuff. Uh, I'm really interested. I'm really, I want to see how they fit like the arcane kind of do complete this however you want with a far cry open world seems really different and i don't know if they did yeah. this in death loop or not i didn't play death loop probably should play death loop but um yeah i don't know redfall looks really interesting i want to see how you can customize your classes if you can customize your character didn't show how, if you can customize your character or not really down on that i want to customize my character i want to be someone cool looking I wonder if like vampires are going to be the new zombies as far as like the hot thing in gaming. I guess I don't know. Mm -hmm. Just seems like it. I I bet they will be. Mm. You watch. Mm. Zombies out. Vampires are in. It's two (laughs) thousand one all over again, guys. Watch out for that Twilight reboot on Netflix. No, no, that'll get one season again. No, no, stop. There's only. There's only. There's only one. Well, I don't even want to say the name of it because then that will just ruin it. But uh, the the my favorite thing that had to do with uh, vampires most recently was was uh, Midnight Mass. That show is so good. Oh, that's, that show is seriously one of my favorite of of all times. Yeah, it's uh, it's really good. If you haven't seen it, I haven't. Probably won't. Sounds scary. Also has something to do with church and church and horror movies kind of like just seem scary i don't lie <laughs> they go it hand sounds, in hand Corey. <laughs> yeah just i'm just saying sounds really <laughs> scary so <laughs> pass uh anybody else interested in redfall like i i don't know i feel yeah. like this game could be something really I feel like this game could be pr- kind of big for Xbox if if it comes out and it starts getting even decent reviews, right? I mean, Game Pass has that built-in audience anyway, but um, yeah, I'm a little bit more positive on it now, but uh, you know, yeah. We'll see, the problem is it comes out like a week before Zelda. That's the thing. <laughs> so no offense, Redfall, but Zelda takes priority over everything. Literally everything. Well, you got a week to play it. You got a oh, week yeah. to play it. Yeah, I mean, I'll yeah, you got, play it. Yeah, you got a week to like, play it, so like, make the most of it. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> Zelda. 
Oh man, everybody's 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 controller is going to be fused to their to their right hand. So just 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 be prepared. That's going to be this entire year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah I'm excited for it. I like I had watched some other stuff prior to this. So, like where they they you know the developers kind of talked about them like even while they were making it, it became something that they really weren't weren't. Like if I remember correctly, they said like they they like were kind of surprised themselves as, at how it kind of turned out, mm-hmm. and like and like how the like it kind of changed from what they originally were doing, and yeah, kind of became what it is now. And I think that's the thing is like at first when they were trying to explain what this game was gonna be like, that's it was kind of something different, and then yeah, like this what they've showed lately and what I've seen recently just looks a lot more interesting than what we kind of were thinking it was going to be from the beginning, mm-hmm. I guess is the best way to say it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I, you know, like I like the, the co-op stuff like that, you know, the alien game that, that, you know, that we had come out and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, what is it back for blood and stuff like that you know yeah that kind i'm of stuff is, is also a big fun. fan of the little robot dog that distracts people yeah i showed off on this <laughs> yeah. big fan uh, but yeah i mean they showed they showed someone going in like guns blazing and they showed kind of like the same mission with like a sniper rifle right and then they showed like somebody going in with a silenced pistol and this little robot dog right and that was like a really cool kind of hey here's here's the arcane kind of staple where you can kind of tackle the situation however you want to or mm-hmm. need to, right? And so, not that I'm like a huge arcane person, but I like that they're taking what they know best and kind of implementing it into a new type of game. Because this is their first multiplayer game, right? I mean, Deathloop had a, a multiplayer element to it, but it wasn't like a, you know, you weren't going in with four characters and dominating this island right it's 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 kind of cool yeah so i wonder yeah i wonder how they're gonna monetize this one though that's the thing (laughs) i would imagine they're like you could probably i i would i would imagine they're gonna do like different character skins and stuff that like you could get or things like that like if Mm -hmm. like because I think this game is going to kind of be if if there's going to be a um, customization element to it, I think it's going to be more along the lines of a Fortnite, where you can have different outfits for that character, but it's still going to be the same character, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. I, I think that's how it's going to end up being. I don't think there's going to be like an actual creative character. Yeah, that's man. That would be that's kind of disappointing, but oh well, it's fine. Again, I'll probably play it for like two or three hours and get it'll get lost in the shuffle with everything else that's being set aside. But yeah, so a lot of people were mad that Starfield wasn't here, but they already said Starfield wasn't going to be here. I don't know. So, why, I don't know why they were mad because it's they, the we we knew it wasn't we knew it wasn't going to be at the show, and we knew we know that it's getting its own showcase in like a month. So uh. It's probably it's possibly also delayed again. Yeah. 
So, I mean, just relax, everybody. But I am I am glad that we kind of have like a the beginnings of a roadmap for Xbox. It's been a long, what, 26 months, Jesse, <laughs> since pretty much since Halo, essentially. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's been a long road for Xbox and I'm glad we're starting to finally see the the fruits of the labor that they've kind of been putting into these games. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see. So, uh, so yeah, that's the Xbox conference. If you want to watch it, it's on the Xbox channel. I'm sure there's a story on bossers.net with the kind of like an overview or like the video or whatever. So you can check that out there too. Um, the last stop, the last topic real quick before we wrap up here. Um, so I've been, I've been playing a lot. Well, I played a lot of classic games the last couple days, uh, either through switch online or Xbox, or I hooked up, like I said earlier, I hooked up a bunch of classic consoles and like last night I was playing my GameCube, which by the way, the only drawback to these old consoles is you can't just hit the whole menu on your controller and pick a different game. You actually have to get up and like switch the discs, which really sucks. Um, <laughs> my, how far we've come. I know. And my chair, my chair is literally right there. My TV's right here, and it's like ugh, I got to get up and. Uh, and I was so lazy that I bought a cable extender for my GameCube controller. So, um, <laughs> but other than that, it's like. I'm looking at this, the stack of games that I have. And it's just like, I I was thinking about like where I was when I had this console, like a simpler time where, you know, I kind of feel like in some way or another, and Leron, I'm sure you feel like this too, to an extent where like everything has to be content these days because we're so involved in podcasting or streaming or recording. Yes. Yes. And yes, this stuff will eventually become that too, right? That I hooked up, but like, I was just sitting there playing games. Like I, like I was literally sitting on the floor in front of it, on front of my TV, playing all these games with the GameCube out on the floor because the controller didn't reach. And I was like thinking about, man, this was such a simple time to play games, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't I don't know. I was I was just really nostalgic about early to mid 2000s, you know, and I even have I even brought up my slim PS2 with a couple games too, right? Like the old God of War games and the Bouncer and all these weird Jack and Daxter and and, and stuff like that and it's you know, the game the games this era of games was just like really like a sweet spot. I feel like you know, not everything was connected, you know, not everything was, you know, a YouTube video because there wasn't YouTube back then. Mm -hmm. And like all the guides that I have for these GameCube games and, you know, notes in the margins and sticky notes and folded up pieces of paper with codes on them. And like, I found a folded up piece of paper in my rogue squadron two box with all the codes to unlock all the vehicles and levels and stuff. And I was like, (laughs) man, what a, what a, no, like kids, these like I'm gonna sound like an old man. Kids these days are just not gonna understand the joy of like 
going into like AOL keyword search and going to like video game cheat codes.com and looking up these mm-hmm. cheat codes for these games, you know, and like <laughs> mm-hmm. writing them all down yeah, because, because you didn't have like 50 cents to print them out at the library or something. Right. And it's like, yeah, it was so no, like, you got to spend $30 on a, on a, <laughs> a battle pass to unlock all that stuff. <laughs> I know. And like, and like back then I was, you know, I was, didn't have a lot of money because I was, you know, in high school or right out of high school and stuff. I'm looking at some of my game cases. I bought Metroid Prime for five bucks at, at the exchange, which is like the store right down the street. And like my Mario Kart Double Dash has a $15 sticker on it. And I'm just like, man, I <laughs> I stole these games, you know? Yeah. And then and then I got really sad because I'm missing like two thirds of my GameCube collection because of life situations and you know but i'm just like man luigi's mansion is a jam pikmin is awesome soul caliber 2 like everybody had to have the gamecube version because it had link in it right like double dash still sucks but you know it it's mm-hmm. uh I hate, I hate double dash i hate I, so i i hated mario kart all the way up until like the ds man diddy kong racing top tier okay just throwing that out there um but is there any i guess i guess what i'm trying to get to is like are there any like specific eras of gaming that make you feel like i was kind of feeling yesterday of just like a simpler time not a lot of worries you know you kind of had a little bit of money burning holes in your pocket you know oh absolutely but I think Laron raised his hand because he's trying yes. to be all polite and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> PlayStation 1 era. Oh, my God. PlayStation 1 era. And and with the PlayStation 1 era, I also include the Sega Saturn era. Oh, my mm. God. You were a Saturn no. kid, huh? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Got uh, it, well, Saturn Saturn was the, the, the freaking system because, like, you know, all those Capcom fighting games and stuff like that. If oh, you yeah. import the six the, the sixty four megabyte uh, freaking adapter, mm-hmm. <laughs> every game was basically arcade perfect. Yep. <laughs> every mm-hmm. game you played was like you might as well. I was like, I can save all my quarters now and stop going to the arcade because you know, like the Saturn already had the classic six button controller and all that stuff. Man, it was. But yeah, the PS one and the Sega Saturn era was like it was also the era where I got into like JRPG Overload. Like, like you couldn't swing a dead cat without hitting a, hitting a new or interesting, like, you know, like JRPG game on the PS1 side for sure. You know, mm-hmm. and um, and of course, like on the Sega, on the Sega Saturn side, the Panzer Dragoon games. Oh, my God. I would I would honestly kill to like, get my hands on the Sega Saturn and 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 working discs for those for those. I don't know. I don't know what type of stupidity I was on. And I got rid of my Sega Saturn. <laughs> I actually just sold my Saturn like two years ago. Oh man! Yeah, I had a what? 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 What good games did you have for it? I mean, I didn't really have any great games for it. I had like uh, a couple racing games, like Sega, what Sega Daytona, Daytona USA, and Sega Uh Sega GT. I think. Um, Oh my god! Daytona. Yeah. Oh my god. What else did I have for it? I had Tomb Raider for it. I had uh, 
FIFA International Soccer, which was I remember really enjoying at the time. Um, I didn't really have a lot of games for Saturn. I just wanted it because I, I at the time I had I had just gotten a Dreamcast and I was like, well, I don't have a Saturn. I should probably get one of those, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, oh my gosh, dude! By the time by the time the Dreamcast came out, those those memory expansion units for Saturn were so expensive. Oh my god! Yes, they were yeah. awful so expensive uh <laughs> yeah i don't even i don't even remember i don't I, I'm, I'm embarrassed to even think how much money i probably spent importing one of those 60 uh, 64 megabyte uh cartridges but it was worth it it was yeah. worth it and i was i had i had foolish i had foolish money to spend back then <laughs> yeah well we all did kind of right <laughs> so yeah it it was man what a wild time in games man i so speaking of ps1 though I brought up a couple PS1 games that I have. I own very few. Uh, but I kept my black label Final Fantasy 8 and 9. Um, and I have a, a really terrible 007 racing game. Which, it's mm-hmm. called 007 Racing. But it's not a racing game. It's a car combat game. Uh, mm-hmm. where all the It's just all car-based missions. And you drive all the different cars from 007. It's kind of bad. But it's also kind of cool. Um so it's and more then, like a twisted metal. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not even really a twisted metal. It's more just like a mission-based 007 game, but you only drive cars instead of oh, okay, like shoot people. Um, okay, so that's cool. Uh, and then I don't know. PS One was weird, man. I never really got into PlayStation, and I still not really into PlayStation. But there's a couple gems. That I still enjoy, especially on PS2, right? Like Jack and Daxter's one that I the original I remember 100%ing. Um, the the first two God of War games, the God of War two is like a top ten game of all time for me. Game still legit. Has a widescreen mode on it, <laughs> and I have the component cables, so I can play it at 480p in widescreen on my 4K <laughs> TV. It's rad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still just, tinkering. I'm still tinkering around with my PS Vita. Even though I could just play the HD version on like a PlayStation Three or PlayStation Three, <laughs> yeah. since they won't go backwards compatible with it. You know this. This. Uh, this poses a good question. Um, uh, with with all the games getting like getting like remakes and you know like ports and all that stuff. You know, I'm and I'm talking about just the classics. You know, like so like. So like games that are you know like are getting are are just getting re released on like the newer systems. Do you prefer to play the originals or are you happy with with the with the um with just the I don't know the uh, let's just say this is called an update. So like a PS one game that you know is suddenly on the play, PlayStation five store. You know, like let me what, let me, uh, let me uh, share my opinion with that, Laron. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. prefer when you can play old, the older games in an updated fashion on the newer consoles. Mm-hmm. okay it's just okay. way easier especially yes. like especially like xbox and playstation where the controller essentially hasn't changed since those boxes come out right like i mean i know mm-hmm. the dual sense is different than the dual shock right like that's yeah. i'm not that's not what i'm trying to say but the essential like the button layout the sticks are in the same spot you know it's all the same right same with xbox right i mean that xbox hasn't changed their controller essentially since the 360 controller so like all those games still work it's the, it's the freaking Nintendo stuff that kills me, man. Like, I mean, they're selling old controllers for the Switch so you can play those games properly. 
which is like, oh my God, what are you doing? Uh, and then yeah, I and when you get a... Well, when you get a t- the thing is, is it's all nostalgia because when you get a chance to play the original versions of those games yeah. on the original consoles, you you find out a lot of the times that man, how did we enjoy this? Like still mm-hmm. to this day, still to this day, like when I when I had an N- I had got an N sixty four again, and I popped in 007 Goldeneye. And I played it, and as soon as the screen started flickering and everything was freezing because too many explosions were going off, I'm like, how the hell did we ever enjoy this game? <laughs> like, uh, you can't do anything without it just, like, freezing and, like, like just stuttering. Yeah, you nailed it on. right on the head. And the fact that you said it in 64, I'm like, unfortunately, my nostalgia occurred during, like, a console where probably aged the worst (laughs) like graphics and everything like um i talk about zelda all the time so i'll try and pick another game like i really love donkey kong 64 i don't know why it's like i really freaking loved that game when i was a kid or when i was whatever young every time i try and go back and play it i i just can't because the camera angles suck so bad Mm, i just want to throw my controller across the room like i don't understand (laughs) not so like yeah, I was just gonna say, but still, it's probably one of the better games on that. On no, that it is. It, it is. I mean, same yeah. thing with like Banjo Kazooie when it went on NSO expansion pack, and then you know Corey told me, well, they fixed the some of that stuff on the Xbox side. So I'm like, all right, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of wish they would go back and fix some of the stuff like Banjo Kazooie because, like, if you look at Goldeneye, like they released Goldeneye this week um on friday i think it's coming out and the nintendo switch online version like it's part of the nintendo 64 expansion pass but it's got widescreen support it's got modern controller support it's got online multiplayer like i wish they would go back and fix that stuff for some of the games that are on the other consoles or like other re-releases like mario 64 i wish they would fix i wish they would fix like you know even if they like implemented some of the 3ds controls to the to the 64 versions of zelda like that would be really really nice but yeah you know i mean i don't i don't know if you saw that but like i can't believe goldeneye is getting widescreen support and proper controller yeah. support like right stick yeah. con- camera control support well i mean to be fair they you know nintendo's kind of seen like you know, there, there's been quite quite the, you know, like, it's been in the news quite a bit, that game. And, you know, like, we've had it where they've talked about, like, re-releasing it on Xbox and that never happening. And, you know, I think, I think the thing is, is, like, that was, like, legit one of the biggest games probably on, on N64. And if they were to bring it out and just, like, just kind of, you know mail it in i i i think they would have been they would have been hearing about it for years and years and years to come like because just so many people are nostalgic for that game like i mean like that was for a lot of people what got them into first person shooters like yeah (laughs) like that you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so so i don't think they could mail that one in and get away with it yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had, I mean, I had a lot of fun with N sixty four. Also, like, I, I, some of those games are 
I was going through some of the stuff last night while I couldn't sleep too. Is like, and I didn't I didn't hook up my N sixty four because most of the games I want to play are either available through Rare Replay on Xbox or through NSO, right? So I'm just like, I have these controllers. I don't feel like I need to hook up my Nintendo sixty four to play these games, but like, mm-hmm. I have so many things and like N sixty four. Like I, I have both Zelda games complete in box. Like gold cartridge complete inbox. I'm like, I need to display these somewhere. The heck? You know, or like <laughs> Mario 64 complete inbox. Or, you know, some of these some of these games that meant a lot to me then, you know, complete inbox. I'm like, this is probably like and and I know people have like these super complete collections, but I'm like, this is probably like a if somebody had a collection of like twenty five games, like this is a pretty complete collection of all the greatest N64 games, and they're all complete in box except for two of them, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, like, I bought Gold and I used because my parents wouldn't let me get it, and I ended up buying it anyway. So, and it was in a GameStop bin for, like, $7 or something, right? So I don't have the mm-hmm. box for that. And, like, I don't know, something else, like Yoshi's Story or whatever. But nobody cares about that game, except for maybe Ed. Another part I of the nostalgia it. is like not just maybe the the console or game itself, but just everything around it. Like what tied my nostalgia to that is the blockbuster experience. You know, going to mm-hmm. blockbuster and renting a game. And Tori, you touched on it, like looking at Nintendo Power or the game guides. I I loved just getting my N sixty four game. I didn't own a lot, um, and I would pull out the little guy and I would just flip through it, use my imagination. And, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I, it's, it's all that stuff. All of it is the complete package and it's, yeah, you know, I mean, not the same. I mean, those, those instruction manuals were really important yeah. in the nineties mm-hmm. and early two thousands. Right. Like, I mean, I mean, I mean, even in the eighties too, right. Like I remember taking my Pokemon red and blue instruction manuals with me in the car when I wasn't allowed to take my Game Boy because I wanted to at least be entertained and right. entertained by something that I loved, right? Or like <laughs> the Ocarina of Time strategy guide. I remember taking it on the bus yeah. to school, you know, and and those things were just so important. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I kind of wish I had the foresight to keep those things nicer than I did. You know, I mean, all my boxes are kept nice, but like, strategy guides and stuff are just shredded because I use them so much. I use like my Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time strategy guides are just like shredded and like (laughs) written in and sticky notes and papers stuffed in and taped together because like I wasn't careful with them. I would just lay them on the floor and like flip through them real quick and oh, I got to get that, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I would like take a sticky note and write something here like, oh, the strategy guide said to do this. I did this and I think it's better. So the next time I play this game, I'll know to do this. And like, you know, in like the Skultulas and Ocarina of Time, I would take like, like right in the margins of the strategy guide and be like, oh, the Skultula was a pain in the butt. And I got to do this, you know, next time I got to get behind it and, you know, whatever. <laughs> no, I just, you know, simpler times. It, it's no, just no, like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't desecrate my books like, like that. <laughs> well, well, what I, what I started doing was I would buy because they started coming out with the hardback ones, right? And so what I would do is I would buy the hardback ones to display on my shelf and keep real nice. And most of them are actually some of them are actually still sealed, 
uh, but then I would buy the paperback ones to use. So no, I I I did wear the fuck out some of my old strategy guides. Um, yeah. like I mean, uh, I mean, like my my original strategy guide for the very first Monster Hunter game, like the 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 spine fell apart in that one. Um, uh, uh, my Final Fantasy Tactics, the original one from the, from the PS One days, like that's mm. that's another one that like you know like. <laughs> it's not so much the spine gave out it's more like the pages just started falling out of it yeah so uh so like i i i would go to like office max or whatnot and just uh just buy like the report covers the report page covers mm-hmm. <laughs> and i would just throw it all in the spiral notebook and just it's the new it's the it's the update to the strategy guide and stuff like that yeah, yeah. um mm-hmm. yeah like i try I, I tried my best not to desecrate my strategy strategy guides because like a, like the original artwork and stuff in them which is way it was just way too nice it was like it was like having an added bonus yeah 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 uh, one thing i wanted to add to about the whole nostalgia thing i kind of touch on some stuff that we've kind of talked about like i think like now i feel like you we still have a lot of hardware that you can get for the consoles but it but it's more of customization versus like stuff you actually needed you know, if you wanted to improve the, you know, like you were talking about improving the game where you can get the 62, you know, bit thing or the, you know, like, yeah, I feel like, I feel like back in the day, like everything that, that came out from strategy guides to the hardware, like it was all stuff that you either wanted or you, you needed like, and now it's just, you know, like, maybe it's not it's not really a bad thing that we don't need all this different stuff in order to play the games we want to play but but like i think i think it was just like so much bigger of a of a deal when you went to a play, like a video game store or like we had a we had a a place that uh called tristar that that sold uh, like used and new games and stuff like that. It was a video game store, but he also had the whole basement was all an arcade where everyone lined up to play street fighter and, you know, verse each other. And then he had, at one point he had the, the, those original big circular things you'd stand in to play VR. Um, mm. Like it was a, it was like, it was just an experience. Like when you went to go do something with video games, it was just a, this massive experience that like, like is just kind of been slowly going away. We don't really have like midnight releases anymore. We don't have like, you know, like there, there's events and things that I feel like used to be better in the gaming world. And, it, and it's kind of weird that in a way that as gaming has gotten more popular, less of that stuff exists now. <laughs> like, yeah. it's it's weird. It's kind of a weird, weird situation. But like, yeah, like, I mean, just going going to midnight releases for games and things like that. Like, the, that was such a fun experience. And, and those are things that, again, like, you're not really going to be able to experience as much anymore um but like yeah and like for me as far as the console stuff like yeah for me it was also like playstation 
the PlayStation One and Dreamcast and all that. Like I was, I was a Sega, mostly a Sega kid, and then and and PlayStation, and then yeah, the sixty four was the first like Nintendo console that I had to get like when it came out. Like I bought that like the day it came out. Um, but yeah, like for me, it was, uh, me and my cousins or whatever, we would throw, we would make a, um, blanket fort around our, the TV and we'd have the PlayStation in there and we'd be playing like, uh, Twisted Metal or, or, um, like I, I got into, uh, like, uh, well, I loved Wild Arms. Like, well, everyone, like, I liked Final Fantasy, but Wild Arms was the game that, the RPG game that I ended up getting attached to for whatever reason. But, um, yeah, so it is kind of PlayStation and Sega for me that kind of got it, like, really, you know, got really hardcore into gaming. So. Cool. Well, we're going to wrap it there. Um, this is a good discussion. I, I like, I don't know, I've had this really big feeling of nostalgia lately, and it just, mm-hmm. you know, so. All right, but we're going to wrap it up here. I want to thank everybody for watching and are listening uh, to the Boss Rush Podcast. Remember, you can get, the, get it a week early on Patreon, patreon.com slash Media for as little as a dollar. Uh, Stephanie, Laurent, Jesse, thank you for your time tonight, as always. I love Wednesday nights. Um, follow us on Twitter at Bossworth Podcast. Check out Bossworth.net. All that good stuff. Um, I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. Until next time, we love you. Goodbye. So Bye. long. Bye. The Boss Rush Podcast is a product of Boss Rush Media, LLC, and is recorded from our headquarters in Akron, Ohio. This show is produced, written, and directed by me, Corey Deering. My co-hosts are Stephanie Glemov, Laurent Dawkins, and Edward Barnell. You can find Stephanie at Glemov underscore author on Twitter and Instagram, as well as on the EXPcast. You can find Laurent at Exodus803 on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube and also on Crossroads, the video game podcast. You can find Edward at that retro code on Twitter and Instagram, as well as hosting Nintendo Cloudblock. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at IamCoreyInHD, and find me hosting Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast, and co-hosting Nintendo Cloudblock. Find the Boss Rush podcast on all social media platforms at Boss Rush Podcast. You can also follow Boss Rush Media and the Boss Rush Network on all major social media platforms. Join the Boss Rush Network Discord and Facebook groups to interact with other friends and fans. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.